Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. a bit better than you. You're quite tired from Radiothon. Not just, you know, not, I just had a busy weekend. Yeah, Radiothon for, for sure, but nothing like what everybody else put in. I did mostly, I did Friday, Friday morning early for in place of Tony Katz and then uh, with Matt Bear in the Yay! evening from seven to 10. So not nearly as much, but lots of giving fantastic events this weekend. I'm telling you, I'm feeling the spirit because Radiothon Absolutely. The 28th annual. I should introduce us. I'm Terry Stacy. Welcome to First Day. That's Kylan Talley, producer. Good morning. Good morning. <laughs> we are broadcasting live here on Monument Circuit Circle, where there is a. Uh, I, I'm just saying, I feel like it's getting a little lighter out. Like I'm starting to maybe see some sort of sign of not sun, but brightness. I really hope the sun is coming soon. I have missed the sunsets and sunrises Me so too. much. Me too. Me too. Uh, anyway, 28th annual WIBC Radiothon benefiting the Salvation Army. Another one in the books. You all came through once again from the sponsors, B Window, the hourly sponsors, the Smith family, the volunteers, Mel McMahon, Samantha Hyde, Major Mark Johnson, Don Steele, all of those that shared their stories of recovery and survival, the incredible Salvation Army staff and producers here back at the studio, our engineers there on site at Sullivan Hardware. Unbelievable. Oh, thank you. It takes a village. And you guys Doesn't made it? it happen. At the moment, looking at the Smith family tote board, 430 $430,345.76, and it's not over. Because we're doing it right now. <laughs> we're starting to back up. Hey, you know what? We, they are still taking donations. Always. They really are. It's like even just the text line. 24-365. You can still text, right? Mm-hmm. Text too. Okay, sure. so we're still in... My, in <laughs> we're... It's always a season of giving. Thank you, little angel. Speaking of which... Wait a minute. Should I get that website so they can donate? I think that'd be nice for okay, them. Wait a minute. Yeah. Hold on. I'm, I got to look up Mel McMahon. I know you uh, guys had to deal, not deal with it, but you guys got to enjoy the Radiothon programming for yeah. a very long time because we we knew how long it was, but you, it was worth it. Absolutely. It was. And so you can keep the funds growing. You really can. WIBCRadiothon.com. They're going to keep that up for a bit. So bless your hearts. Thank you so much for, again, coming through and setting a record. Unbelievable. $430,345.76 at this very moment. Your generosity slays me each and every year. And I've been there from the very beginning. (laughs) (laughs) We made $19.76. So 
you've had a couple of fantastic events happening in your life this week, little one. You Did you go see the concert, the Bocelli concert? I did. Loved it? It was so wonderful. How do you rate it? Person. Oh, gosh. Well... I didn't expect to see so many local performances included in the concert. So oh. I got to see the Indianapolis Symphony Orchestra present. They were the ones doing the orchestra for him. And then also the Indianapolis Men's and Women's Chorus. Oh, sure. They're fantastic. Yeah. Right. They were wonderful. And then a whole bunch of dancers as well. And then a singers on top of that. It was, I think that definitely made it an even better experience because he tied in with the local community. Yeah, I like that too. He is such a wonderful soul. It's so humble in taking the spotlight off of him and sharing it with others. Oh, I'm glad you like that one. And then Allison Lemon sends me uh, sends me something, and it was a photo of you last oh, night you. dressed as a princess. Oh. <laughs> Where were you? Was that an acting job? Yes, I was. I'm helping host with one of the Christmas pop-up bars. There's four in Indianapolis right now. Pop-up bars? Yes, pop-up bars. So it is 21 and older. Some of them have family-friendly events, so you just kind of have to check the times for it. Mine is Tinseltown. It's the first time they've ever done their experience here in Indianapolis. It is over at Nevermore Union Station. It's the first time I'd ever been to the to that bar. Yeah. And so and I, what do you think? That's a cool. That's a cool place. It is. It's got a really interesting vibe. All different rooms. Each one that you go into. And you so, were a princess. I was. She I had a tiara. <laughs> a big green dress on, emerald tiara, and my name is Princess Noel, goddaughter of Kris Kringle or Santa Claus, as oh. you know him as. That's so cool. Thank you. How'd you get a job like that? <laughs> Isn't it fun? They asked for anyone if acting acting experience is helpful, but yep. if you had waitress experience, which I do from serving oh, too Kool-Aid. many places. <laughs> oh, yeah. At the lemonade stand. <laughs> at the lemonade stand. Started there. Yeah. I My first job was a bagger at Kroger. Okay. So well, that started it off. And then I was a waitress at a Chinese buffet. And then, okay. yeah, I have a weird resume. But regardless, it all kind of added up and I got to help out hosting. <laughs> if you want to get involved with some of the cool events that, that really, that she does, and she does a lot, she's an actress. That's what she wanted to be and that's what she's doing. She does this too. But uh, I know she'd be happy to talk to you about some of the stuff and where to go and kind of give you some advice as you get your you know, feet wet in oh, the business. Absolutely, She finds the best, coolest jobs around town. I don't know if they're paying her much, but they're really cool jobs that are going to lead to they better. Are. I know it. I know <laughs> it for sure. It is 1012 here. Uh, and we want to tell you, I just want to tell you one more thing, because again, this weekend of giving and it all started with Jiffy Lube at the Indianapolis Zoo and their Do More campaign. And they were giving their awards to each of their, the recipients of the Do More Good Award. And you know, it's for those of you that use your vehicle to do good. Uh, Meals on Wheels. Maybe you're just a small organization that is doing some sort of act of kindness and you use your vehicle to get there. Go to JiffyLube.com and check out that campaign because it's a good one. The prizes each month are, it's vehicle maintenance for a year, you know, so it's a great 
great prize. Uh, check that out. And we met some incredible people. So Steve Sander and his family and everybody, thank you for inviting me to that one too. That's a good one. Uh, but also, there's an organization called Blue Angel Connect for my Hancock County friends. It's founded by the Burris family, Nicole and, and then Kim and Brent. And yesterday, another successful year for the Holiday Hope Program. This is a tiny nonprofit organization and they were able to raise enough money to buy Christmas presents for 12 families in Hancock County. I mean, the whole family. Mom, dad, the kids, Everybody gets clothes and toys and coats and shoes and and in Christmas meal, too, thanks to Smokehouse Barbecue to take with them. And all the volunteers that wrap hundreds of presents. And yesterday, the families received the gifts at a luncheon. And my favorite moment of the day was, you know, these volunteers that actually wrapped all of these fantastic presents. They piled them up all in the online tables and there were just mounds of prizes, mounds of toys and gifts and all wrapped up. So um, this one little girl that was there as a recipient after looking at this mile high stack saw a coat in her pile and that's what she grabbed first was the coat and she loved on it like it was a stuffed animal you know she just held it to her face and she shut her eyes and she just rubbed that arm of that coat on her on her cheek and it was the most beautiful moment because she I know she saw all this piles of toys and, and gifts that she had but she went to the coat that's what she wanted most was this beautiful coat and so uh, to Hancock County the it's Blue Angel Connect and I hope you'll check them out uh, a good all the good work they do and when you think about giving to a nonprofit a local nonprofit for my friends out there in Hancock County I'm feeling the spirit of the holidays and we've got more to come here thanks for joining us this morning on 93 wibc whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits long live listening to your favorites learn more about cascali ribocyclob 200 milligrams at kisqali.com and talk to your doctor to see if cascali is right for you there's no singing in the north pole Yes, there is. No, it's not. We sing all the time. No, it's not. Especially when we make toys. Elf. Elf, 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 elf. Good morning to you. It is 1020. Terry Stacy, along with Kylan Talley. Let's talk about caroling because there is, if you're looking for something fun to do, and you're okay to take from a, a two-hour car drive, right? In not far south. Marengo Cave. You ever been to Marengo Cave? It's a beautiful place. Oh, it's a you beautiful place. You should stop by anyways. <laughs> Marengo Cave. This is truly a unique holiday event. It's this afternoon and... And joining us now is the general manager, Steve Calhoun. Steve, it's so good to talk to you. Are you in the cave right now? I am not. Good morning. Um, no, we are actually preparing, uh, so all hands are on deck. It looks <laughs> like it's going to be a great, great event. So everybody's busy and excited for the event, and it's going to be one of the successful events of the whole year. Tell us a little bit about Marengo Cave. It's a United States national landmark and a treasure that we really have here in our state. That's true. A lot of the visitation that we get is from literally around the world because we are a U.S. national landmark, and we are one of the best examples of, of, of just what the, what the government, the federal government, actually recognizes to call a facility a U.S. national landmark because of the beauty and the activity. So we have the formations, we have the water, we have the large passage. 
So we have thousands of people that come every year just to see what Mother Nature has given us. So this is one of those little opportunities for people to come in and and actually be a part of the event because not only do they get to have a concert going on, but we encourage them to actually enjoy the caroling as well. So everybody gets a program when they come in and we encourage them to be a part of the event as it goes on. You told me yesterday that this caroling in the cave is what is called caroling in the cave has become such a family tradition and you're able to seat it's now this is just a one-time thing guys i mean this happens one time a year and you're able to seat 1,000 people inside (laughs) for this event what'd you say a football field is that the size the one room that we actually do all of the uh the musical events such as caroling is in a music called music a room called music hall and um and it will actually seat a thousand but then a few hundred more standing so we are expecting to exceed the thousand person limitation on the seat with standing room only after that so the acoustics are great so even if it is standing room only after that um, we're expecting it to be great Um, everybody will be able to hear it and enjoy it so not a problem at all told me yesterday i think you're the jeep and the general manager now this is your 29th year and so you've you've been to this awesome event can you describe what it's like sure absolutely it's it's probably one of the most unique experiences because even though we are in a cave during the event people lose themselves um, in the atmosphere some of the the unique musicians that we have um, all coming in from all over the Midwest are playing um, just top of their game and you lose yourself in the music so um, of course it is all seasonal so because of course the, the the Christmas season upon us so but you have people that are performing um, harps there's a bell choir um, there's also several guitarists that are in um, soloists that are I mean just the acoustics of, of just the voice is wonderful there so you lose yourself in the event and people just enjoy it from beginning to end and and before you know it an hour and a half has passed and you people can't believe it um, everybody looks forward to it every year and we have actually had to stop the event for the past two years because of COVID um, but now we're actually revving back up and expecting it to be bigger and better than ever. I don't know that I've mentioned yet but this is free and it this is, is a yeah. way for you all to give back to the community. We started we started doing this um, just as a small event. We wanted to give back to the community so we started having people um, donate uh, a non-perishable item of food and then we would donate all of that food to the local food banks and food pantries and um, and, and people were responding to that so then it, it grew to where we were receiving three, four, five, ten, twelve, fifteen boxes of food but then people also started donating money. They were like, oh, you know, we didn't bring any, um, any canned good but we wanted to donate to the cause because now we realize that you guys are charging nothing for the event. You all are putting all the decorations together, all of the music, all, I mean, everything is free. Refreshments, I mean, there's hundreds and hundreds, actually, at this point, it reached thousands of cookies and brownies <laughs> and uh, gallons of, you know, cider and um, cocoa. So it's it's just an event that people look forward to now. And as you said, it is becoming a family tradition because people realize it's, it's a great 
because the the give back now to the community is not just the local food banks and charities, but every county that touches the county that we're in in Indiana also receives benefits. So it's grown big enough, and people are seeing that the the value of the event is helping the community just hand hand over fist in in, in money and in in true food items. So we're blessed throughout the whole year by our visitation. Um, this is our opportunity to give back. So we don't charge anything for it. We want people to come out and know that even if they don't bring a food item, they're not going to be turned away. They can definitely be a part of it, have a good time, and we encourage them, bring your family, bring your friends, and, and just plan on immersing yourself in the sounds of the season. There's a bake sale, a good old-fashioned bake sale. They've got a half-pot <laughs> raffle. And again, a harp for the first time. There will be a, a harpist and a bell choir, 28 musicians, all of them volunteer, by the way. They come and do it because they want to do it and give back as well. Uh, seating for 1,000 or, or more. Do you bring your own chair? We do provide them. Um, that That's one of the things we've already begun, putting the chairs down in the cave right now. It takes several days to get them in because we have to carry them all. But once we get them in, it'll be, it'll be beautiful. When people arrive into the room, it's set up very nicely. It's very well organized. They don't have to do anything. They just, some people want to bring um, a light lap blanket because the temperature is 52 degrees. So um, if people get cold fairly easily, we do encourage them to bring obviously a jacket, but um, but if they need a, a light blanket for their lap, then they're more than welcome to bring that as well. But other than that, come prepared to have a good time and, and enjoy the afternoon. Okay. Moringocave.com, by the way, for more information. If, and uh, it's always 52 degrees in the cave, so you'll be comfortable. What time does it start? Three o'clock, but we do encourage people to arrive um, at least an hour prior. That gives them a time to look around and enjoy the silent auction, the bake sale, and, and, and actually give them time to, to walk comfortably to their seat down in the cave. So uh, if they arrive s- somewhere between a half hour to an hour early before the event, uh, they'll be fine. We don't want anybody to feel rushed, so being able to give themselves a few extra minutes will be great. Steve Calhoun is with us. He is the general manager from Ringo Cave, 20, going on his 20 ninth year now as the general manager to become the general manager at a cave did you have to have experience from another cave to get to this cave what everybody says around here is they feel like that i i have grown up here at the cave um so i have at, at some point done every job on the property <laughs> so it, it kind of is one of those things that you just it's one of those jobs that you learn as you go um and it's one of those it's a it's a passion that you get you actually enjoy um what the cave is and what it does. Um, And of course, we kind of look at ourselves as stewards of the property. So in in my time here, I always look at myself as being uh, the best steward to protect and preserve this national landmark for the next generation. So that's that's what our goal is to do, and we do our best every day. Caroling in the cave, 3 o'clock at Marengo Cave. MarengoCave.com. Again, they're on social media, too, as well. But Steve Calhoun, what an awesome event. Thank you so much for sharing some time with us today. I know it's a huge success, and people are so anxious to get back at it after it being away for a couple of years. So they're early because everybody wants to come back and, and be a part of this one. It's uh, Caroling the cave. There's nothing like it. It's so cool. Absolutely. Thanks so much for having us, and we'll see you guys soon. Thank you, Steve. Have a great holiday. Thank you. Thanks so much. It's 1029 coming up. Pat Cook, she put Santa Claus, Indiana on the map, and uh, I can't wait for all of us to get a chance to talk to her. She's coming up next after the break on 93 WIBC. 
Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. Christmas is still Christmas. Oh, Christmas isn't just a day. It's a frame of mind. A little quote from Miracle on 34th for you. Oh, thank you, Kylan Tally. I'm Terry Stacy. Good morning. Thank you so much for joining us here on the first day. And thank you for your generosity yesterday as and Friday during our Radiothon for the Salvation Army. $430,345.76. Thank you so much. Amazing. You come through year after year. I, I want to... I'm so excited about it. I don't even know where to start because I'm so excited. Pat Cook put Santa Claus, Indiana on the map as originating partner of Holiday World and Splash and Safari. But she also is the founder of the Santa Claus Museum. And she joins us now to talk about all things, plus her job as one of Santa's elves all these years. Pat, it is so great to talk to you. How are you? Oh, I'm great. I'm fine. It's very exciting. I love this time of year. I We're know. We're very it. busy, and there's so many people around, and they're all happy. We should all keep the Christmas spirit all year. Don't you agree? Oh, I agree a hundred million percent. <laughs> you know, first I want to do. I do want to congratulate you on receiving the 2022 Sagem Award just last month. It's the state's highest honor, and I know you're very humble, but that that's got to mean a lot to you because it's it's a very very prestigious award. It is. Uh, I actually thought that the governor had the wrong Pat Cook when he called me. Because, uh, <laughs> I, I said, are you sure you have the right Pat Cook? There's another one. And he said, no, no, I, I, I know who I'm talking to. So I was very humbled and, and uh, I did really enjoy it. It was a wonder. It actually was just um a couple of days ago, he, you know, the governor got sick and was hospitalized. Oh, so we had to say, yes. So we had it uh, a couple of days ago. But my, my days are all running together right now. <laughs> <laughs> it was Friday. It was Friday. It was Friday. <laughs> well, you know, before we, congratulations. But before we talk about the Santa Claus Museum, what were Christmases like for you as a child whose dad was called Santa Jim? Well, they were very special, and um, I uh, I believed in Santa Claus and still believe in Santa Claus. And at one point, I believed my father was Santa Claus, which he was. And, uh, you know, Santa lives forever, and Santa is a spirit that um, is, is in other people. And I really believed in, uh, until about the age of 12, and then I started helping Santa Jim. And uh, I said the other day in my talk, he was my idol because he was so much uh, involved in bringing joy to children and parents because parents are happy when their children are happy, right? That's right. And uh, yes, and uh, of giving and always being ready to help. And uh, he was a great, great uh, uh, hero of the World War One and was a great veteran and very very um, started the American Legion and helped people get uh, the 
pensions. And he just was a giver and a happy man. And that's the person that I want to be like, my dad. You grew up, you married the late, great Bill Cook, whose family owned Santa Claus Land, now known as Holiday World. And you and Bill grew that park side by side, and you grew the town. And at some point, you became so passionate about preserving the history of Santa Claus, Indiana. And why did that become so important to you? Well, I grew older. I'm 91 now. And uh, as I grew older, I realized how important history is. My One of my quotes is, we can't know where we're going if we don't know where we came from. And I was finding out that so many people did not know how the park developed, that Grandpa Cook came here. Actually, Lewis Cook built my husband's father in 1946 and said, there's nothing in this town for children. He had children of nine of his own, and he wanted to do that. And then, of course, when Bill and I married in 1960, we grew it. But uh, his his he was just philanthropic. He just wanted to do it for kids. And, of course, my father had always done everything for kids. So it was a great marriage of two families, and uh, we were a team, and we worked together so well. We had different talents and, um, and really were, achieved what we wanted to do, but people didn't know how Christmas Lake developed. How did the town get its name? How did Holiday World develop? Uh, who were the first settlers? What was here? There was an old church in the woods. When was it organized? We had the original post office building sitting in, at Holiday World at Santa Claus Land at first. But, uh, you know, to restore that and keep that, I just thought, I know, is very important. So I just went about doing something. I have a bachelor's degree in nursing and a master's degree in spirituality, but I have no idea what to do about a museum, but I just started it. And have have wonderful people. We all need people to help. It's 1039. Pat Pat Cook is with us. Uh, She's the the gal, the lady that put Santa Claus, Indiana on the map. She and her family and uh, originating partner of Holiday World and Splash and Safari and the founder of the Santa Claus Museum. And it's been up and about. It's been up and open now for a while. Is it exactly as you want it, or do you dream of adding more treasures? Oh, my goodness. I dream, dream, dream. People say I have an idea, and I want to say I have plenty of ideas. (laughs) (laughs) But but, um, we need a building very badly. Um, I have so many uh, letters and newspaper clippings and toys and dolls and uh, all kinds of old equipment and things that I want to exhibit. And we are running out of room. We had a great crowd yesterday for our parade. And of course, they came to the museum and village and we were packed and we need a restroom. I mean, there's just so many things we need and we must have a building, which is my project. I, I plan to live a long time to get that one done because uh, we need to have a nice museum that all of this history can be displayed beautifully and where people can come to see it. The story of how this town got named is quite interesting, actually. So, Tell us. Uh, okay. Uh, there's two stories. One is legend. I don't know how much time I have. Well, tell us the uh, legend, and then I like the legend stories. Oh, okay, no. Well, legend- okay, probably you better tell us the truth. What do you, you tell us what you want to tell us. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell the truth and then with the legend last. Okay, okay, okay. Uh, I have a document that I think my son found. We've all been doing research. And it is uh, from 1856. 
the postmaster from Fulda, a neighboring town, had uh, asked that this town, Santa Fe, get a post office of its own. It was growing with uh, people. So um, it, he sent a request to Washington City, the document says, January 8, 1856, asking that this town get a post office. At the top of it, it says Santa Fe, which is what my grandmother called it. And at the bottom, the post office put a, were a sentence that said, choose another name than Santa Fe. I don't know if they just didn't see the other E, but there was already a post office in Indiana named Santa Fe. So it wasn't Santa Fe. It was Santa Fe. So by a stroke of luck, we didn't get Santa Fe. You, nobody be here if we were Santa Fe. But no, no visitors. But anyway, someone, someone we know not who, in 1856, wrote Santa Claus on the document. That was scratched through with black ink, and then someone wrote Seedlick, and thank God that was scratched through with black ink. And then someone else wrote Santa Claus with an E, which is not correct, all listeners, no E on Claus. Santa Claus Post Office, and that name by someone was put on that document. But the magic of that whole story is that the postmaster who made the application, his first name was Nikolaus, spelled in the German so, you know, it was magic from the beginning. Nicholas, yep. Now, the legend is that the townspeople were meeting in the local grocery store post office. Now, that was the second post office, not the first. I'm sitting in the first post office, which was a log building, and now we the children answer letters, and that's where we help Santa answer all the letters he gets. Oh. But at any rate, they were in the post office. They were in the grocery store post office down in the old town, and uh, they were trying to decide on a name. They were thinking of Wittenbach, who was the preacher circuit rider, came through town and had services and moved to the next town. Wittenbach, but uh, that we wouldn't, we wouldn't be as popular if we were Wittenbach either. <laughs> But anyway, they, they were talking about a name, and all of a sudden they heard sleigh bells. It was snowing, beautiful night, children were there. The door burst open, and they heard a big ho, 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 and the children yelled Santa Claus, and the townspeople said, that's the name. It's a beautiful story. I love this story. I do. I love that story. And, Pat, we're going to need to take a quick break, but I, can you stay with us for just a little bit longer? Can Can you wait through the break? I sure can. Okay, thank, cause, you. thank you, because we want to talk about you helping Santa write some of those letters and the letters that you 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 receive and have and re- have received forever. So we'll talk about that when we come back with Pat Cook on ninety three WIBC. <laughs> day 40 degrees cloudy skies in downtown indianapolis but my heart is warm because pat cook is here and uh pat cook is one of the originating partners of holiday world and splash and safari but she's also the founder of the santa claus museum and uh she has so many stories to tell and i don't i know we're not going to get to all of them today but i do pat thanks for sticking around through the break with us i appreciate it i want to ask you about like your father, Santa Jim, you help Santa answer thousands of letters from kids all over the world, and you've been doing this for a long, long time. It, you know, can you give us an idea when you look back at the letters, because I know you've still got some of them, that were written uh, to Santa and your dad, 
helped answer those letters with Santa, and you're doing the same thing. The letters must have been very different from the 30s to what you received today. Oh, absolutely. We have a book that uh, another lady, uh, the director of the museum, and I published, and it's called Letters to Santa, and the first letter in that book is from 1930. And it's a very sad letter, and it's certainly different, but I can quote some of it because I've read it so often. Catherine is asking for her brothers and sisters, and she asks for mittens and underwear and socks and um, shoes Mm -hmm. and says, uh, Mama wants nothing. And, of course, Mama, there were, um, I think, uh, 12, 11, 10, 9, and the others are dead, she says. Mm -hmm. And and it's quite a sad letter, but that was 1930, Depression time. Yeah, quite different. Please go ahead. And and so the book, because it says letters to Santa, has letters through the years, and you, it's almost a history of children's toys. It is a history of children's toys and what children were asking for. And, of course, nowadays it's all about uh, things I don't even understand because it's all about electronics <laughs> and uh, all, all the things that they want, earbuds. and right. uh, Yeah, so uh, it's amazing, and, and it is it has changed through the years very much so I'm, I, we have a, I want to ask you pat if i can you know you're helping santa answer letters from all over the world i'm curious if you receive letters uh from children in ukraine and what they ask santa for as their world has been turned upside down or as in parts of world of the world where their mom has to walk five miles for fresh water and as opposed to kids in our country who've gone through devastating crisis as well their wish list must be sometimes very different from the normal ask of toys or video games regardless of what year it is we get letters from all over the world and it's really unusual last year we had many letters from russia Last year, we've this year, we've only had a handful. So we're mm-hmm. wondering what's happening in that country. Are they being destroyed? I don't know. Uh, we get a lot of letters from Taiwan, which is a beautiful country. And, of course, China is active with Taiwan. And uh, that country has beautiful art. But I will tell you, uh, Ukraine, I don't believe we have had any. I don't think so. Mm-hmm. The international letters go into a special place. And a couple, a couple we have, well, we have today, I have foreign exchange students coming in that help with some of them. But what happens is that those children in the foreign countries are writing beautiful English, beautiful spelling, and writing cursive. And I'm, I think that's quite sad that many American children are not doing that. So um, there are many letters, uh, and we are caught up because this one couple really helps us with that. And the exchange students also. I can do German, and my family can do Spanish. And uh, we're getting them from Japan, China, Taiwan. Uh, I had one from France. That's really unusual. But um, usually it's because there is a story in a paper or there's a, a like we're talking to you. Uh-huh. I will. Be, I was. We did have a French uh, crew here that uh, did video so that maybe we'll get a lot of letters from France after that. I will be speaking to a a station from uh, Australia. Yeah. So it uh, they like to hear about Santa Claus and they like to write letters. <laughs> how, how many how many do you have any idea kind of a. Um... On average, how many letters are written to Santa that come through the Santa Claus Indiana Post Office each year? The the average would be possibly twenty five thousand. 
we have already answered with lots of people's help, and I'm in here this morning, um, 10,000 or over 10,000. So we are on, on that trajectory to probably get over 25,000. And it's great work. We have volunteers, uh, some that come every day, some that come once. As I said, we have groups like uh, from a factory that will come in in the evening with 10 or 12 people. And then we can and then we have a, a place here where children can write letters. So we're inundated with letters, but we're glad. And, and we do get some thank yous back. Um, people saying when my child opened that letter, he was so excited or somebody saying he had quit believing and now he believes because he got the letter. So it's a wonderful work and I'm so happy that we can continue it. My father started in 1930, but the, story, the research shows probably the postmaster was doing it in 1914. Wow. So it's, it's been a long time of legacy of, of helping Santa get a letter to a child from this town. Before we so, let you go, Pat, I want to—I just want to let you know that I saw this fantastic article that Al Hunter wrote about you back in May, and he asked you if you believed in Santa, and you said absolutely, <laughs> and you told him that Santa is like the wind. Can you explain what, what you mean by that? Well, you know, we feel the wind. We sometimes smell the wind. We ex- we experience it. We can't always see it. Not always. We see the effects, and that's how Santa is. We don't always see him, but he is a spirit, and he will live forever. And uh, it, we will always experience that love and that wonderful spirit of Santa Claus that is caring and joyful and brings joy to other people. So Santa lives forever. Children ask how old Santa is, and I say Santa lives forever. And I certainly believe, always. And that's one of my words, always. Believe. Believe. We must believe and hope, always. Kylan. Pat, you were talking earlier about how excited you are for this season. But there's also something about Christmas magic, like the wind. Is there something that we all can do more to help spread that Christmas magic, air quote, just throughout the year in general? Exactly. You know, when it's Christmas time, everybody's happy and everybody's speaking to people and families get together. Of course, some of our letters say, I hope my family gets along this Christmas. (laughs) And that's really sad. But the children are. Yep. 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 But uh, I I think that that if we could keep I, I have a plaque in my home, keep the Christmas spirit all year long. Wouldn't it be a wonderful world? It would. Uh, but we forget, I think. And then when we get ready for Christmas, it's ho, 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 and we're happy, and, and families get together, and it's a wonderful time. It really is. But we should keep it all year. This has been a fantastic conversation. I'm so glad that we had this opportunity to catch up with you, Pat Cook. Um, You really have been an amazing guest, and you've put Santa Claus, Indiana on the map, you and your family, and again, an originating partner of Holiday World and Splash and Safari. But come down and see her for the Santa Claus Museum and the post office and the magic of that town and the history of that town. You can do that anytime, any time of the year, and uh, be sure to say hello to Pat when you're down there because she's... I, I want to say we uh, we do not charge for anything, anything. Everything is volunteer or just donations because uh, our uh, this is a huge bill for the postage, but we manage to get it paid every year by wonderful, wonderful people. So everything's free. I don't believe children should pay or parents should pay 
far a, a letter from Santa. So that's just another wonderful thing that happened. <laughs> Pat, thank you so much. Merry Christmas to you and come back and see us. I, there's going to be a day I want you to come back and talk to us about meeting President John F. Kennedy. You are awesome. Thank you so much. Take care. Merry Christmas. Thank you. Merry Christmas. Thank you. It is 10.55. Can we take a break? Can I play some music for you? You can. Yeah, that'd be good. Yeah. It's the first day. Why I'm easy. I'm easy like Sunday morning. That's why I'm easy.